What is up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of The Cut. I'm your host, Christian Williams, and I am here, as always, with Randy Hall. Randy, how are you, man? Doing good. Nice uh, Labor Day off of work. Definitely uh, feels needed. Not sure it really was. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, a good first week at college football, too. You know, seemed cool. like everyone was uh, still getting into the first gear a bit, but yeah, still fun to watch. A lot, a lot of takes um, to take away from, from week one of the college football season. But um, ultimately, there's a lot that you can't take from it because most teams played Division two or low-level Division one teams, and it's not fun to watch. There were a few good matchups, though, and I can't wait until we talk college football in three months, probably, whenever we get started yeah, on that. We'll I, I will say I definitely got my first taste of uh, watching Ohio State football with Surrounded by Wisconsin fans. Yeah. Uh, How was that? It's better than it would be if it was Michigan fans, but that's true. Still. That's true. It was also helpful that they were playing, you know, Illinois State. So it's like, oh, you're winning against them, but not as much as Ohio State would be. So yeah, yeah, that's true. (laughs) Um, Yeah, a good Ohio State game, kind of. Uh, We'll break that game down, I'm sure, when we talk about CJ Stroud and. Probably some others as well. At least so. a couple of those throws. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. We are here to talk through week one of the NFL season, though. College football week one was last week, but NFL week one is this week, and it's very, very exciting. Uh, we have talked for many, many months without the opportunity to give game previews and talk through some of the weekly situations. I am very excited to get going. We are going to roll right into it because this year our format's a little different. In, in years past, we've done two episodes, one later in the week, which just starts and sits. We're changing that format, and we'll kind of explain it when we get to the first uh, first player that, w- that we're recommending. Um, we're not going to have normal starts and sits. And we also, with our show being on Mondays, we're going to be a little more hesitant on some other things as well. But we'll explain that as those arise as we talk through these games. Uh, Randy, you have a little note in here before we talk about Thursday night football. Would you like to hit on that? Well, it and to add to it, uh, just the two things to always remember. There's so many question marks going into this first week. Just start the studs. The yep. players that you drafted in the first six rounds or so, we're not even questioning it. Just play them. <laughs> yep. it, it, we're not questioning between Herbert and Derek Carr, who who you need to play, play Herbert, and yep. just be happy that both are going to score probably twenty over twenty points. It yeah. just you know, we're we're not questioning if we're playing Christian McCaffrey week one, and none of this crazy stuff. And then obviously just throw out the always reminder the first week, the players that we're going to get to the first game here on Thursday night, make sure to put them in the actual positions and not the flex to give you a little bit more flexibility during the actual Sunday games. Yes. Um, It's a good reminder to, you know, fantasy players that might be new to the game. Um, That is, that is, those are two really good tips that we're kicking off with this week. Um, Because we, we forget there are, there are probably some new fantasy football players that have come across this show. Um, And so it's, it's a good reminder. All right, let's get into Thursday night football because we have, as always, a really good marquee matchup in week one. The Buffalo Bills are traveling out to L.A. to take on the Rams, and they're actually two-and-a-half-point road favorites. 
The over-under in this game is set at 52.5, meaning you start everyone, correct, Randy? You're starting everyone? Yeah. I, I mean, you're probably not starting Tyler Higby, I guess, but it, pretty much everyone. The the Bills running backs is where there are some question marks there. Uh, Singletary, in theory, is a good flex option for you this week, but we still really don't know what's going to happen with kind of like a three-person rotational setup there and the Rams should still have a pretty good run defense as well so a majority of those points will be coming through the air and when you have Singletary and James Cook the rookie who are both good pass catchers obviously James Cook being better <laughs> I kind of want to pause a bit but other than that like I'm starting Gabe Davis I'm starting Diggs obviously uh, I think there's even some pause of you know Played McKenzie is a flex if you actually need it uh, with guys that we'll get into later with some injuries that you need to kind of wait on. Um, and then, I mean, Akers playing, obviously. Robinson, Cup, it, just everyone out there. <laughs> I yeah. don't think there's really a question mark besides Stafford's elbow, I guess. Yeah, but even then, I mean, it's 10 to 9 us. He's going to be able to fight through it um from from everything we've been told and it's going to be a situation throughout the year so i don't think it'll be a situation week one with all that adrenaline of of getting your championship ring i believe that night as well um so so but either way so you mentioned isaiah mckenzie i think that that's a, a good place to start uh we just said to start your studs i think it's worth waiting on isaiah mckenzie this week I don't think you're unless you he's, really went light on receivers. I don't think that there's a need to put him in your flex this week. So, um, and not, as of now, not he's not in that studs category. Uh, he's he's in the flyer, a high upside category. Right, and I and we do know that Isaiah McKenzie is the starting slot receiver. They held him out of the last preseason game, so he should be rostered. So there is no waiver show this week, obviously with it being week one, but if Isaiah McKenzie is available in leagues that you have drafted already, you might want to take a flyer, put him on your bench because he's going to be a hot waiver name after week one, depending on that matchup though. I I think there's a chance that he gets a little bit of Jalen Ramsey in this game, just because of how they use Ramsey. Um, they they toss him in the slot a lot, man. They, I know he not, went back outside towards the end of last year. Not as much this year. Yeah, you got to remember they did end up trading back uh, with getting back Troy Hill. You're right to be in the slot, uh, and he yeah. is still a very good slot corner, even if he was played a little bit less than last year. I, you know, it wasn't as good, but it was still pretty good. And in fairness, the two outside corners are just better in Cleveland. So it's kind of hard to stand out. Um, yeah. So I, I think there's a little bit of like, it's a better slot corner. He could get some Rams. I'm not, you know, right. ruling that out. But when you have two good outside receivers, I in the better of the receiving corners outside, I think you're probably gonna try an island off digs and make, you know, Gabe Davis and McKenzie beat you, which is yeah. smart. Which in reality means that Dawson Knox has three touchdowns. And... Right. <laughs> well, yeah, and I'm I'm starting Dawson Knox up. Either way, I think the touchdown Oops. potential is high. Do you think we hit the over in this, or do you think we always? It, I, I think back to even. That. Yeah. Thursday's yeah, and... always the unders, but this is the opening game. I think we hit the over. I think okay. both teams. I don't see both teams 
being under 30. And, you know, like 3027 is over this. 30. This is basically 31 to 21, roughly, is the game here, which isn't going to happen. So, not a chance. And two good defenses, but the offenses are ridiculous. Um, The offensive firepower in this game is nasty. So, all right. uh, Let's move on, unless you have any parting thoughts on that game. That particular, just the Stafford thing, I, I feel like he wouldn't have participated in practice during training camp, really, if it was that big issue. Um, like, I think it's a, it's an issue, but it's not a limiting factor. It's more of a potential worrying factor from a big hit than anything. And while the Bills do have an improved pass rush, I, you know, I, I think you can kind of just let it go and just <laughs> – I yeah. think it's going to take more of a freak injury for him to really do anything. And we've seen Stafford try and play with separated shoulders. So he's yeah, not going to come out of the game unless he literally can't throw the ball. And broken backs, man. Like Stafford is he, a tough, He's a tough, tough motherfucker. There's no yeah. question. Yes, for sure. All right, let's get over to the main 1 o'clock slate on Sunday, which is now a noon o'clock slate for, for Randy over let's in go. Central Time. Um, congrats on that. But the first game that we have on, on the docket here is the Cleveland Browns heading down to Carolina to face off against Baker Mayfield and the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Panthers are two and a half point home favorites here. And the over under in this game is 41 and a half. Uh, no injuries of note other than the obvious Deshaun Watson suspension. So the Browns quarterback will be Jacoby Brissett. Um, David Bell looks to be back. It, it seems as though everyone in this game is fairly healthy, including Christian McCaffrey. Matt Rule has kind of said, we're not putting training wheels on him. We're going to use the other guys, but McCaffrey's a difference maker, and we need him to make a difference here in week one. You're starting McCaffrey. You're starting yeah. DJ Moore. What are you doing you after are, that? I think, you're, I think you temper expectations for DJ Moore a bit. Um, okay. If he's purely working out of the slot, I think he's he should have a better day. But still then, you know, you're still going to get Greedy Williams there who, you know, while he is the third best corner for Cleveland, he's still a good corner. And then DJ Moore's better. He can still win there. Um, but if he's outside, he will have a tougher time. Robbie Anderson I'm not really interested in. He would have to have a really just a deep threat touchdown uh, just because I think he'll get blanketed otherwise. I think this is literally just going to be force feed DJ Moore, but Christian McCaffrey is going to be this the show of this offense and really what's going to move it up and down the field because they're not while it's an improved offensive line, it's still not up to snuff uh, for this Browns defense. Really, it's I I agree on a pass protecting front. I do think that yes, if the Browns. If the Browns have a weakness, it's at defensive tackle in that interior. And so while they're not going to – they can't give Christian McCaffrey inside handoffs the whole day. Like that can't be their so, strategy. But that's – it kind of has to be. See, that's I the know. problem. Like with Jeremiah Wusukoromoa, I feel like he's going to be highlighting Christian McCaffrey every play and probably almost a man situation most of the time. And it's going to take away a lot of the – you know, schemed up touches in the passing game, like Texas routes and out routes and stuff. And I know McCaffrey does every kind of route possible, but those are the more common for running backs. 
Um, so there, there, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting game. Like I know you've kind of been on the side of Baker's like revenge game. He's gonna win against Brissett and you know a diminished offense here. I think this is going to be a low scoring game, and I do think the Browns eke out a win um, because the Panthers' defense, while they do have D tackles of notes and you know D ends of note and linebackers, safeties, corners, all of you know actual value name wise, it has not been a good defense. So unless they have a massive step up, which I have not entirely seen here, I think the Browns offensive line will be able to just literally dominate and move down the field. I think Njoku and Amari Cooper are well-established targets for this offense, and I think they can move the ball in the air quickly with Brissett, and that's what this offense is going to be built to do with a heavy running attack, which I think unless there's some – you know, step up from this Panthers defense that we haven't seen yet. I'm not worried about that. Um, yeah. So, I, so, yeah. I I think the Browns will definitely have to really lean into the wide zone ness of their offensive uh, scheme because I think if they're trying to plug the ball down the middle behind a backup center, uh, I I just don't think that it's going to work. Ethan Pochich, I think, is the the center right now. Um, yeah, they. And they cut a backup center last yeah. week, and then they cut Forbes, Forbes this, this week. week. Yeah. So they must feel confident in their tier offensive line that they have, though. Yeah. Um, but I do think moving off of Derek Brown in the middle there would be a, a smart go. I, I'm starting Chubb and Hunt here, too. I, yes, I feel easy. pretty confident that they are going to have a good game. Um, I'm, I'm more I'm confident. confident. I'm more confident playing both of them than I am. Amari Cooper and David Njoku, for what it's worth. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think, too, I would play DJ Moore pretty confidently because I do think the targets are going to be there. Yeah, Um, I mean, worst case, he probably gets 10-plus targets and three or four catches, you know, just because of actual just being blanketed. And it's not his fault. Like, Denzel Ward is a top three corner, top five corner. And (laughs) Greg Newsome is – uh, definitely up and coming corner two, if not corner one of the future. So it's yeah. not like he has an easy day. Man, I'm most intrigued to watch these defenses, uh, which says a yeah, little that, bit about their fantasy. That's crazy. Right? It's literally running game and defenses where yeah, you want to see Baker. I Like it's weird because we want to see Baker play well because we both love Baker, but obviously we want the Browns to win here. Um, I don't care as much. I want, I, I, there's a piece of me that really wants Baker to, shove it down the Browns' throats. So There's a piece of me that wants that as well. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but I also okay. would like the games that they should have a chance to win, they win, because there's going to be games where we get to just see them get destroyed pretty soon here. Don't worry. Yeah, that's uh, true. They're coming up. But that's it for that, I'd say. Uh, yeah, for sure. Patriots right. and Dolphins. Yes. Yeah, so Patriots are going to Miami for this game, and the Dolphins are three-point favorites. Um, it, it's rare that the Patriots are not favored in a game. Even last year, I feel like they were favored in a lot of games over under here, 46 and a half. Randy, we have a little bit, if I had a button, I would click it, but we don't have buttons for these. Uh, you have we're a lock for that. <laughs> yeah, you have a lock this week. Yeah. I, it's one of my ones, uh, my lock for the start of the week. So this is kind of what we're going to be doing in that, you know, regard. It's going to be Chase Edmonds. Um, most people would be a, Flex one or flex two on your team. I think he is going to kind of stand out here, and we're going to see why they paid him first. You know, first running back paid, most 
participate in the in the room. Uh, I think there will be a healthy dose of Mostert. There's no question there. Uh, but Chase is the lead back. And while I think it's clear that the wide receivers are the top part of this offense, I think Chase is going to be what's going to make this offense just continue to move on a consistent basis. And the Patriots, while they – I think they – what we've seen in the preseason is a little bit improved decline play, uh, run-stopping-wise, especially with Barmore – uh, taking you know the next step, and th- they have a good amount of D tackles that are up and coming. So while Mostert might not have as much success, I think Chase does here because the Patriots linebackers are still not there. They're not ready to really compete. Uh, in my opinion, they're not. They're not the next generation linebackers yet. They're in a transitions phase there, and I think Chase can absolutely just demolish those guys. While Obviously, you have speed on the outside. I think that's where Belichick is trying to shut down is Waddle and Hill, and I think Chase will just be able to leak out every single play and dominate. Yeah, I also think it's worth noting that the Patriots don't have good corners either. Um, they do, so but we so does. <laughs> we do. He's really good at scheming, and scheming against quarterbacks that struggle – sometimes against uh, the Patriots scheme and disguised coverage. I think two is advanced in the sense that he will be able to throw the ball downfield in this game. Um, I don't disagree with you though, that Chase Edmonds should be in every lineup this week. I just easy. I think that if you're looking at where the mismatch is, it's, I mean, freaking uh, what's the linebacker they just traded for from the Browns. Mac Wilson, Mac, yeah, I, I believe it's him and like Bentley, or yeah, like possible starter. I don't even know who the starter linebackers are off the top of my head anymore. That's how bad it's, you know. <laughs> Cam McGrone yeah. was the kid out of Michigan that was really raw, yeah. and he he offers some speed, but he's still raw from all accounts. Yeah, so, um, so yeah, I mean, I I think that you're gonna see Chase Edmonds kind of dominate. <clears throat> I'm starting. Uh, Waddle and Hill in this game pretty confidently. I debated making Mike Gesicki my lock to be on my bench this week. Yeah, it's deserved. <laughs> I just don't think that he should be rostered at this point, which is a little crazy. I know. Um, I just don't think that they're gonna find a role for him. I think Durham Smythe might end up being the, the tight end one that's on the field all the time because he blocks, and um, but. On that side of the ball, are you hesitant on Waller Hill? I'm not hesitant on playing them. I'm just I have very tempered expectations because I'm not quite sure what I know Bill is going to try and lock them up, and I just don't know how he's gonna do it. <laughs> I don't know if it'll just be completely like shell coverage and not let them beat them deep at all. So all the passes are going to be five to ten yards, and then you got to hope they break away, which they're very capable of doing. But even in that regard, I think both Hill and Waddle can each come out of this game with at least five to seven catches and be easy, good plays for the week. Maybe not winning your week, but they're not losing you the week either. Yeah. On the other side of the ball, Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson, are you playing both this week? Are you sitting both and kind of waiting it out? Where they're being drafted, I think there's a chance you could just wait on them, depending on your your makeup or your team. But they're going to be running the ball, and 
the Dolphins, while they do have Jerome Baker and some good linebacker play, Christian Wilkins is good, but they're really not like a, a great run defense. And in, in reality, they really just have a good secondary and then Baker. <laughs> I mean, if we're being real. So I think the Patriots, if they are going to win this game, which I don't have that predicted, they're going to dominate the time of possession and run the ball. And I, if we are truly getting a 50-50 share where whoever's on the field is touching the ball, rotate out for two carries, two touches, two plays, whatever, I'm perfectly comfortable playing both these guys. I think I would lean towards Harris because Harris is still going to be the goal line back. So if this is a, I mean, Bill wants this to be a 17 to 14 game. And in that case, uh, I think Damon Harris falls into the end zone twice and is a startable asset. Whereas maybe Urbantre has four catches and he's playable because of that. Yeah. QB2 situation in a super flex league. Are you starting Mac Jones or Baker Mayfield this week? Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Baker. Yeah. Yeah. Baker, because I'm the secondary of Miami. If he tries to go to Devontae Parker and Jacoby Myers and Kendrick Bourne, if that's where the targets are going and it's not Hunter Henry and the running backs a ton and the just short game, I'm very nervous with that yeah. outcome because, well, because Xavier Howard is an absolutely ball hawking corner. He is going for the pick and yeah. Mac Jones is, there's going to be times where he's just going to have it sit there. I'm telling yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm concerned about Mac Jones season long and I think we're going to see a little bit of that come to fruition in this game. So makes sense. Are you betting the under on 46 and a half? And are you surprised that this over under is higher than the Browns Panthers over under? No, because we're viewing the Patriots can score 20 plus just running the ball. That's fair. But that's in theory. There's a lot of offensive line changes for them as well. And we are assuming this Dolphins offense will be explosive. It's just, we'll see how it goes. So I think that's more of why it's a bigger over under. But yeah. I would have it kind of the same lines to where I'd I'd be shocked if both teams break the twenty point barrier. Yeah, that's fair. I get that. I'd bet the under on this game as well. Let's move on to the next game. Unless are you any parting thoughts? Are you starting Hunter Henry this week, or are you just not touching that either? I think I'd be comfortable starting Hunter. It's just I feel like you have better options. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have Hunter Henry most places, which I think is a little bit of an oversight, but also there's other guys that I was trying to target in that area. You know, if I didn't have a tight end already, I was just waiting past them because I don't think he was enough of an asset as like the tight end 15, 16 off the board for me to care. Yeah, for sure. I probably wouldn't start him this week. I just kind of hold off assuming that the running backs do get the work at the goal line. All right, next game, 49ers heading to Chicago. Seven-point favorites on the road here, over under a 41-and-a-half. This is a matchup of two top 11 picks in the 2021 NFL Draft with Trey Lance and Justin Fields now confirmed to be starting. Um, And I'll just get it out of the way. My lock start of this week is Justin Fields. I think there's a little bit of a narrative to go with here as well. There's a lot of narrative with Justin Fields there. 
are a lot of people who have written, you know, pieces about the bears and our offensive line. And then that girl on Twitter who she asked him to take a picture with him and then used it to create a caption that bashed his offensive line. Justin Fields notes that stuff. Um, and so on top of all that, the 49ers passed on Justin Fields in that draft, and he knows that. Darnell Mooney's hinted at it. I just think it's going to be a massive day for Justin Fields for fantasy. And while I don't think a ton of points are going to be scored in this game, I, I think this will be a defensive battle of sorts. I do think that in down the stretch, the offenses will open up for both sides, and I think that Justin Fields will come out as the QB one of this game. And I think that he could finish inside the top 12 this week. I'm starting him everywhere. I know the 49ers have a good uh, pass rushing attack. And I know the bears offensive line is very questionable, but I think that, you know, I've talked about everything with, with Justin Fields and they're going to move the pocket for him. They're going to let him get out of the pocket. And we're going to get to finally see that come to fruition in, in its full form in this week, one matchup. So I'm excited for it. I'm, I have Justin Fields in in more leagues than I have any other player. Um, he, I roster him in, I believe, just under fifty percent of my leagues. So, yeah, I think there's a there's a decent chance this game, the 49ers' more explosive offense can kind of get out to a big lead and maybe dominate this game. But even in that scenario, that's still a decent opportunity for Fields to succeed. And that scenario is probably throwing. 50 times, you know, um, right. So especially if you're not in some completion percentage scoring league, uh, I think Fields should have a good day no matter what. Uh, and I'm not like overly scared of any secondary players of the 49ers either. So uh, I'm not no. worried about turnovers, which would be kind of the bigger thing with fields. Yeah. The only thing I'd be a little concerned about would be fumbles on a blindside hit. Um, but I think he's become there. <laughs> yeah. And I think he's also become more aware inside the pocket. I think we saw a little bit yeah. of that in the preseason. So uh moving on to some of the other players, Darnell Mooney, he was out of practice the last couple of weeks. He is back. Actually, the Bears got a trio, I believe, of wide receivers back with Equinamius St. Brown. I think Byron Pringle was back on the practice field this this morning as well. So it's gonna be a, a different wide receiver room than even what we saw in the preseason, which is good news for the Bears. Um, yeah. Cole Komet, you start him against Fred Warner in this game? Yeah, this is a tough one. I think this is a sit and wait on it with Cole Komet. But again, Cole Komet is in that area of you lost out on getting all the top guys and you won at the other positions and you sat there like, okay, well, Cole Komet will probably break out this year yeah. uh, with all the targets. So you picked him and if that's the case, you kind of had to play him. And yeah. I, I I think I'm comfortable playing him. I just don't think I'm comfortable saying he's going to be a top 12 for sure this week. So, if I, you're, I mean, that's fine with you. If you don't have a better option on your bench, which I'm not sure you do because most – I, you know, I'm not trying to have two tight ends most places. So, yeah, fair enough. Uh, I'm starting Mooney without question in this game. Yeah. I think he's going to get 10 to 12 targets minimum um, because they don't have anyone else to throw to. David Montgomery, I think I'm starting because I think that Justin Fields will also start to hit his checkdowns a little bit better this year, and I think they're going to use Montgomery in the passing game a lot more than Khalil Herbert or Tristan Ebner. Um, so I think Monty's a good player. I think RB2, though, I just I don't yeah, expect yeah. a top 12 week or anything like that. Uh uh, do you have anything on the Bears before we jump to the other side? Because I have questions about the other side. Nope. 
Okay. So other side, Elijah Mitchell's healthy. It sounds like he's playing week one. I'm starting him. I think you should start him. I don't see a reason why I would actually start Mitchell over Montgomery in this game. Um, that would be pretty, it'd be close high end RB two plays. I yeah. think this week um, it, where I have questions, you're starting Debo. You have to start Kittle because of where you drafted him. Uh, I think both of those guys could have a big game. My big question is Brandon. Ayuk. Um, you got him late in your draft, probably around the wide receiver 40 drafted. Are you tossing him into a flex position this week with that bear secondary? I'm looking at other options. I think it's the best way to describe that. So the other thing you got to remember is with Debo, he is more of a pure slot and move piece. Whereas Ayuk is definitely, he could play in the slot, but he's going to play outside for the most part. And that means you get Jalen Johnson, who is the best corner on this team. You get more safety attention um, with Risker, I want to say. Yes. Yeah. Uh, sorry, there's like five safeties. Uh, and obviously, Kyler Gordon on the other side. So even if he goes to the other side, you know, and it's not, and they're not shadowing him with Jalen Johnson, um, it's still not an easy matchup. And while I think Ayuk is good, I think you're going to be looking for maybe one of those shoot plays for really to be a top end flex this week, uh, yeah. which is very possible against this team. Uh, in, a, in a play action situation, but in the past we've seen the play action focus more on Kittle, and I think we'll get back to that with him healthy to start the year. Yeah, this 49ers offense is the main thing I want to see in this game, outside of of course Justin Fields. But uh, I am I'm intrigued to see what it looks like with Lance. It in the preseason it looked exactly like the Jimmy Garoppolo offense, which isn't really ideal. I don't think that's the full plan. And that was also yeah. without Elijah Mitchell. I don't think that they were going to tip their hand in the preseason. So, yeah, um, he wasn't showing any new wrinkles. So, yeah, and for good reason. I think I think Trey Lance is going to bust a run in this game. For what it's worth, maybe not for a touchdown, but um, we'll see what his accuracy looks like. Though the ball placement was kind of all over the place in the preseason. So, which right. could could affect the pass catchers down the road. But all right, let's move on to the next game. Uh, Colts eight point favorites at Houston. The over under is forty six points. No pressing injuries. Paris Campbell will be back on the field uh, for the third straight season of hoping to stay on the field. Um, fourth straight season, actually. This is fourth year. Sounds right. Yeah, something like that. Um, has never had a healthy season. Works to be the wide receiver two slash starting slot receiver. Uh, you're starting Jonathan Taylor. And yeah. you're starting Michael Pittman confidently. Yeah, I thought that was the question. I was like, what? Yes. No, no, no. Right. Yes, of course. You're starting those two. Do you have interest in anyone else? Do you have interest in Matt Ryan this week? Uh, a slight interest, but not. Like, I'd play him over Mac and Baker. Um, but that's, you know, of what we talked about now, I think I'd probably play two over him, even. Uh, so it's just I, I kind of want to see what it is. This is a game where the Texans should be improved offensively, but defensively they're not really improved. So it, I think the Colts will be able to run off over them. And that's why, like, Naeem Hines I'm kind of waiting on. I don't think I'm playing him this week. I don't think I'm playing Matt Ryan. I don't think I'm playing Paris Campbell or Alec Pierce, really. Uh, just I want to see kind of the snaps between those two this week. Uh, but just Jonathan Taylor and Pittman should have big days. And – yeah, I mean, that's 
that's the Colts offense anyways, regardless. <laughs> yeah. So for sure. For sure. Other side of the ball, uh Brandon Cooks, you're starting. Damian Pierce, you're starting. I, I think you're starting. Uh Shaq Leonard is out for this game for sure. Uh, Bobby Okariki is a, a decent linebacker, but nothing that I'm fearful for. Um, while they do have a pretty decent interior defensive line, I think Pierce should – he's shown so much burst throughout this preseason. I think he can at least get you one or two big plays. Maybe it doesn't equate to you know a top-head performance. Maybe there's no touchdown there. But um, I think he can at least get you double-digit points this week. Yeah. I, I... – I would agree with that. I, I think this week, uh, Brandon Cook's a lock. Nico Collins, definitely not a play this week, but certainly a wait and see. I'm in, intrigued yes. to see what, what kind of target share he assumes. I'm intrigued by Brevin Jordan as well, Yep. Um, but not playing them in week one. No, in, in fairness, like if Mechie was actually able to play this year, I wouldn't be playing him this week either. Like it's more of a wait and see for the wide receiver too. We know Cooks is going to be good. We know the secondary for the Colts, while it is a little bit improved, obviously they trade away Rocky Sin uh, to get better pass rushing help. So it's kind of like a hit miss. I don't think their secondary is incredible. So I don't see Cooks really struggling uh, as long as Davis has time. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you there. Uh, I don't have much else from this game. Nope. So, uh, Colts next are one. Probably winning. That's all I got. Yeah, Colts are winning. I'd put it on the over, too, because I think they'll pour it on. It's a division rival, and yeah. uh, I just think they'll keep I, – I just don't know how the Texans are stopping their rushing attack. So, uh, All right, next game, Philadelphia Eagles, four-point favorites against the Lions, uh, over-under 48.5 in this game. Very intriguing and kind of high over-under. Uh, Miles Sanders returned to practice last week, something to monitor throughout this week. He missed a couple weeks. And nothing has been disclosed really on that front. So um, I, I'm intrigued to see what his usage is like this week. Are you starting him knowing he's? Okay. No, I'm not. I'm not touching this Eagles backfield this week. Okay, that's fair. I feel like that was a good, uh, good. We need to see more um, or yeah. one situation we're pausing on. I would say the Eagles backfield definitely fits that bill, uh, but we'll get to what we what we had later. Uh, Jalen Hurts, you're starting without a doubt. A.J. Brown, you're starting without a doubt. Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, what are you doing? I think Goddard, you're starting without a doubt. Um, Devonta Smith is where some of the questions come in. Uh, he was He's definitely falling down boards this year, obviously, for good reason. He is one of the best wide receiver twos uh, out there, but it's just tough to see – just such an increased like passing workload. And while I do think Smith and Goddard are going to demand a, a solid chunk of the target share, AJ Brown will be featured in my opinion. Um, yeah. And, and he plays so much inside outside. I really just kind of want to see how Smith fully incorporates an actual game scheme. And, and for what it's worth, uh, I'm definitely ready to, I really want to see how uh, Amar, uh, Jeff Okuda and oh. oh my god, I'm trying to oh. think of how to pronounce Arawarie. Arawarie. I was like, I'm trying to throw an M or two in there. That's just not Aman. right. Aman. Yeah, that's why it's first. So I want to see how that plays out. I'm not not. I mean, they have some 
decent safety play. It looks like they're getting increased linebacker play, at least in the run game as well on the Lions defense. So we'll see how it all plays out kind of thing. I I don't think it's a big week uh, for the Eagles running attack at all. I, I don't think they focus on it. I think they're going to kind of feature in the offense. So in that regard, I think like Devonta Smith could have at least four or five catches. It's just I'm not quite sure how explosive of a game it will be for him. Yeah. My number one player to watch in this game is Jeff Okuda. I really want to see what he does against it. I I think he'll primarily be on A.J. Brown, but I think he's going to assume one side. It's going to be that that left side of the defense. Um, I I think that's where he's going to stay. But uh, I'm certainly intrigued by his return off the Achilles. He looked good, um, and he won. (laughs) It's just one of those fun games because everyone else (laughs) is going to be just watching Aiden Hutchinson. And just me yep. and you would be like, okay, well, fuck that. Where's he <laughs> yeah, at? Where's yeah. he at the back end? That's all I care about. Yeah, exactly. Uh, other side of the ball, I think – so the Saints traded Chauncey Gardner-Johnson over to the Eagles. He's primarily playing safety for them. Uh, we yes. So they he wanted that, and he wanted safety money instead of slot corner money, and I think that's why the Saints kind of said, okay, we'll see you later then. Um but that presents an interesting thing for Amon Ross St. Brown and TJ Hawkinson because I think both yes. of those positions are going to draw a safety. I think Hawkinson will feel it a lot, uh, but well, I'm intrigued to see if they do use Chauncey Gardner-Johnson in the slot as just a third safety uh, and just say, all right, you're my cover man. Get out there. But see, that's that's where it comes into play for this week because he wants to play more pure safety because that's where, you know, his bread and butter was and right. well i think he could thrive there that would you know be more of a focus on hawkinson i think as well as you know over top with chark probably just taking him completely out uh yeah. which is unfortunate but especially with slay out there you know taking yeah. predominant touches i don't think they move slay into the slot this week it's just it seems just non unless Amon Ra has eight catches that then maybe they do it but I just don't see it happening. But that's why it's such a question mark with Chauncey. If they put him in the slot, I am tapering expectations for Amonra because while he still get the touches and work well, uh, Chauncey Garner-Johnson is one of the best slot corners in the NFL, and he doesn't want to play slot apparently, at least as a a regular function. He wants to play all every down as a safety and then move in to slot when he needs to. So – that's really the question mark there. So it's a little bit tapering expectations for Avon Ra, in my opinion. Yeah. I really don't know what the expectations for Hoggetson. I'm not drafting him anywhere. I just yeah. want to see what happens. He's a very talented tight end. He hasn't stayed healthy, so we really haven't seen anything from him. Yeah. For this week, I think DeAndre Swift could finish inside the top five running backs. I think with the I Eagles heard. running or linebacker <laughs> situation now, they do have Nicobe Dean. They they got Kaiser White. I think they have an improved linebacker room. But That's what I'm worried about. <laughs> what are you worried about? What are you I'm worried about? about the fucking middle. I'm worried yeah. about Fletcher Cox, Hargrave, Jordan Davis murdering, the, not letting the ball go past that part in the middle. Yeah, of the but I think they're going to use Jamal mostly on the inside. I don't think he's a good play. 
I just DeAndre Swift is not a super efficient runner between the tackles. He does his best work in space. He's not so an they, efficient power runner. Right. He's so and what we've seen, you know, from them and what we've seen through like hard knocks, it looks like they're really trying to focus on cutbacks and just pure zone wide zone cutback yeah. inside kind of thing. And that's where Swift can thrive, but I just don't see a lot of cutbacks this week. So yeah. I think he's he's obviously a start. Like you're not sitting DeAndre Swift, even if it's no. the best. You know, you know, like when it's the top running backs, even a couple of years ago against the Bucks, where you're like, well, there's no point. It, every year against the Bucks, I guess I should say, uh, they're not going to run that much. But you're still like, okay, well, they still could have 60 yards and touchdown. I'm playing. Right. So it's kind of the same thing here. And Swift is definitely the receiving back of that group by far. So I think he does get some work there. That's where he'll thrive uh, yeah. because Nicobe Dean is really good, but I don't think he shuts out DeAndre Swift by any means. Yeah. Uh, don't start DJ Chark this week. I think Randy made a pretty no, good case absolutely. about Slay and CGA, <laughs> CGJ over the top. So He is, well, and uh, Tracy Walker, I believe, too. Um is the right safety? I think that's the right team. Uh, Maybe. It's I the think you no, know, he's it's on the Lions. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to remember everyone. Um, but <laughs> yeah, it's just they have a improved secondary. Uh, oh yeah, sorry, I'm thinking of the other. Yeah, way it's flipped. It's flipped. But yeah, they do. But, have, they also have. So if they last uh, chart up on the other side, they have Avante Maddox, who was really Maddox, good. Maddox, yes. Um, who was but, in the slot? Yeah, yeah, it, it's going to be a. I mean, if Jared Goff takes a step forward, maybe he's hitting his backside dig, and maybe that's Josh Reynolds this week. I don't even, Khalif Raymond, yeah, I don't re- even really thing. know. It's, it seems like it, for everything we've seen, is he's working well with Shark, but like that's it's mainly deep. So it's like Amon Ra is the guy, and then it's Reynolds and <laughs> yeah, Raymond just getting chunk plays here and there. I'm very curious to see how this Lions offense operates against this Eagles defense, which is much improved, which is yeah. kind of saying something because it wasn't a terrible defense, but it's definitely much improved. Yeah. Uh, since the Chauncey Gardner-Johnson acquisition, I think yes. the Eagles are going to win the NFC East as well. That's that's my new prediction. It is. I mean, I had them and the Cowboys like one game away from each other. so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. And that was I had before him. the Tyron Smith injury. So yeah, yeah. There's a lot that has swung their way. All right, next game, uh, Jags going to the Commanders. Three Commanders are three point home favorites against the Jaguars. Yeah, uh, Jaguars were dog shit last year. I understand. So are the Commanders, and they got a worse quarterback. I think. Um, no, they got a they better got, quarterback. <laughs> barely. Uh, Matter no, but they got a better quarterback. 44 point over under in this one. I'm hitting the under, I think. Uh, I do want to mention my lock of a guy I am absolutely not starting this week. A guy who I feel pretty confidently will be a good player in fantasy football this year. James Robinson. He is reportedly playing in week one. He will be the starting running back for the Jaguars. Do not start him this week. I just temper that expectation. The commanders do have a good defensive line, whether they get that type of play out of them. Uh, is to be seen, but that is all I want to say here. Uh, Gibson, start him. Start Terry McLaurin. I don't think you start Jahan Dotson. I think you wait on it, but I think you can expect him to have maybe 15 points on your bench, and you're cool with that. 
Um, yeah, I think that's the same thing with J.D. McKissick as well. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. The the running backs for the commanders, it's it's tough. Gibson again was the most talented, and it seems like he's just not favored here. Uh and it also seems like they want to use him all over the field as well. So it's kind of hit or miss with the reports there. Um, but I think you have to play him. And it's possible you got him at a value now because of the unfortunate news with Brian Robinson and us not knowing having any idea when he would be back. I mean, yeah. which it's, it, obviously it's the earliest week five because he's on the IR, but like, even then we, we have no frame of reference for this type of thing, you know? So there's yeah. no like time frame in our heads, unfortunately. Um, Lex Burris. Um, he was it going to jail. He didn't yeah, play. I know. That's, that's, <laughs> it's, that's the only situation. Himself, so he yeah. was just dumb. Not There's ideal. A difference. Yeah. Um, okay. Other Christian Kirk and Travis Etienne, I'm starting them in this game. Yes. Um, comfortably. Like, I, I'm comfortably putting Christian Kirk in my flex or wide receiver three yes. spot and knowing I that think, the PPR points are going to be there. I think Etienne, the same thing. Well, I think Robinson does play a good part in this game, uh, but I, I think he's not going to be used. I think he'll he's going to start off the year as a rotational back and the power back, while his ETN will be more of a focus while they try yeah. and open up this offense at all. Yeah, at all. <laughs> at all is a good way to say it. Um, I'm intrigued by Zay Jones. I think he could get deep for one, but I'm not playing him. He's definitely a DFX consideration. DFS yes. consideration. I think I <laughs> messed that up. All right, next game. I don't want to talk about that one anymore. Uh, Baltimore Ravens, seven-point favorites going to New York to face off against the Jets. New Jersey actually is where they're going. Yeah, they're uh, oh, New Jersey. Oh, I know. Over under 44 and a half. Uh, injuries. Randy. Uh, so just to start, my lock on the sit of the week. I, no, it wasn't sit. Wait, my lock was, on the weight I mean, on the player is J.K. Dobbins' injury in there. I mean, he's playing. He's listed as, you know, healthy. Whether it's banged up or not, he's a little healthy. So I'm just not – I'm willing to just purely wait on him. If you put him in your flex, I think that's entirely right. Or You know, like if you don't have a, a high volume of running backs and you need to play him, I think you're perfectly fine. But I, th- from everything we've seen, is they are going to be very, very slow on J.K. Dobbins. With Gus Edwards already on the IR and just not playing, it's going to be the Mike Davis show. And I think we're going to get a lot of that uh, week one because they're going to dominate the Jets. There's just no question. Uh, <laughs> I think we're going to get a ton of Lamar running. I think we're going to get a lot of quick passes to uh, Bateman and – Andrews and I think Mike Davis is going to be a, a bowling ball bruising guy. Uh, you got to remember the Ravens had Devonta Freeman and Le'Veon Bell be relevant backs for times last year, uh, just because they were on the Ravens. I think we're going to get that with Mike Davis for week one. And uh, unless we get more reports about JK Dobbins being full go, I just, I think he plays no question, but I think he's limited snaps. Yeah. Well, well said. Um, other side of the ball, because you kind of hit on Bateman and Andrews, I think those are the two guys 
I'm waiting to see what Proche is. Uh, he missed some practice as well, but he had last weekend, this week, I think, to get back geared up. So yeah, it, you're not playing it, The other people that could get targets, let's say likely Devin Duvernay, I think you're waiting on all three of those guys. I don't yeah. think you're even questioning playing them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, other side of the ball, we're waiting on Zach Wilson. So Gus Edwards still hurt. We just talked about that. Zach Wilson has a chance to play week one. He went through a workout today. Uh, he We're going to see how it responds, I guess. And then on Wednesday, they're going to make a call. It's probably going to be Flacco is what I would guess yeah. for this first week. If, if Wilson's not 100%, they should not play him. <laughs> yeah, absolutely uh, not. What, I mean, you lost back then. You're, you have a good offensive line. It is, you know, they're figuring it out still, but the Ravens are going to dominate. I, I just, it's, they they throw exotic blitzes at you. Adafi away, if he takes any step forward, he's going to dominate this game. Yeah. Uh, and the secondary is healthy. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. is scary. And improved. Uh, the, the, yeah. They have uh, Marcus Williams and Kyle Hamilton now in that secondary. It's just that you, you don't want you don't even want Zach Wilson playing in this game. Like no, I would argue Flacco has a better shot with just where Zach Wilson's probably is. especially uh, with uh, exotic defensive looks. I think Flacco is your best chance to score points, not even to win. This is yeah. that the Ravens way. are one and zero. Already, yeah. that it's might done. be saying something about Zach Wilson. Unfortunately, um, well, it's it, he's still a year two guy, you know. Yeah, he is. You'd like it if he had the ability to. I don't. I don't know. Maybe we'll see. Well, Maybe I'm he'll not play saying he one. can't read a defense, but like, <laughs> oh, I am. Hey, I don't know. <laughs> I, I was trying to be nice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He's a he he's a fun guy, you know. Yeah. People yes. like him. So, are you starting Brees Hall in this game? I think yeah, just because where you drive. I think him and JK kind of fall in the same category of like obviously with JK if he's you know if they're saying he's playing he's full go you're you're probably playing him and then but with it's just like it's not going to be an easy running game for Brees Hall and so far it's definitely a more of a fifty fifty split with him and Michael Carter. Uh, yeah. But the thing is, it's not the same as other splits. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say Michael Carter is a better receiving back than Brees Hall. Like, really? So, I don't think we're focused on one on third down or something. So, for that reason, I think you still can play Brees. And I think you just got to gotta get more reps anyways. So, Yeah, I don't know how much I want to play Brees in this game personally. I I think I'd just pause. And if I drafted heavy running back, I have that option. You know, yeah, but that that's where I'm kind of giving the maybe you could play him in flex kind of situation, Uh, like as a third running back, because there's a chance with both these guys you didn't go RB heavy and you drafted them for upside, and you kind of have to play them. And in that regard, I think they're they're playable. It's just the upside's capped. For sure. Uh, Elijah Moore does not classify as a stud, in my opinion. I would not play him in this game. And Garrett Wilson, uh, I, I think I'd maybe consider him in the flex. Um, Elijah and Garrett, I'd consider them, but I assume that I have better options. 
So most you- likely. Um, yeah. And it gives mm-hmm. you a little bit of like, let's see what this offense actually looks like with the, where these two receivers play. Cause we really don't know. So. Well, and also I, I think what it does is it doesn't cost you a week if it is a Garrett Wilson week. Uh, and that's how it is the whole season. You didn't waste starting Elijah. So, um, all right. Anything else on this game? No. Okay. Saints, five and a half point favorites going to Atlanta, 42 and a half point over under. Drake London was back at practice on Monday. Uh, so it sounds like the Falcons are full go. Saints are also full go. Michael Thomas uh, is out there. Jarvis Landry is healthy. And Jameis Winston is projected to start after having one preseason game, I think he played in. Um, yeah. Something like that. Uh, Saints are winning this pretty comfortably, right? Yeah, easily. Um, by more than five and a half. Um, obviously, you're starting Kamara. Um, I think you're obviously starting. I think you're probably starting Drake London. Yeah. Just where you drafted him in your flex, probably. I know he's going to get, you know, Lattimore, but fuck Pitts it. Might. Like Pitts might get a little bit of Lattimore, too. Yeah, he will, probably. Um, you're playing Pitts, obviously. I'm not sure you're fully on board with Patterson, but I'd probably end up playing him as a flex, depending on where I drafted him and what I need. Yep. Um, where are you with playing Michael Thomas, Olave, Landry? Are you playing any? Um, I'm not playing Michael Thomas. That's what I know. Um, because I think on the other side, he's going to get A.J. Terrell. And so I think that's where I'm hesitant on Michael Thomas. I think it's going to be a slow start for him this year anyway. But I think what this game is going to be is it's going to be a feed Kamara show. I think it's also going to be a Jarvis Landry's my nice little slot receiver. I'm going to hit him because I'm conservative, Jameis, and I don't make mistakes. I think it's going to be Jameis trying to do that still. I think Olave could beat um, Casey Hayward deep because I think I think what it's going to be is Olave as a Z. Michael Thomas is next, and then you've got Jarvis in the slot. I think Olave could have a big play. I think he's a better DFS play this week, and you're not forced to start him with where you drafted him. And, again, start your studs. He's not a stud. so um, He will be. He will be, for sure. Well said. Uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. And then Adam Troutman. No, it, he's, he's like tight end two or three, bro. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they're, they're playing – Taysom and Jawan Johnson over him. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's, don't draft him, don't roster yeah. him, don't yeah. look I, at him. Yeah. He's done nothing to earn that trust, and they have, to, they don't trust him apparently. So, yeah, which is fair. All right. Next game Steelers versus Bengals. Bengals are only six and a half point favorites in this game. Uh, 44 point over under. I am hammering the over on this game because I think this, the Bengals are going to score 35 by themselves. So. That's a respect to the Steelers' defense more than anything. It or, is. That's that's what that is. It is. Um, yes. Yeah. So this is this is the epitome of starter studs. Uh, Najee Mixon, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, Deontay Johnson start 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 start. Um, I think you're starting probably Pat Fryermuth. I'm not sure. I think you're definitely mm-hmm. waiting on the Cincinnati tight ends. Uh, you're obviously starting Burrow. I think you're. I, w- I don't think you're playing. Trubisky necessarily, like as your quarterback two in the super flex, but no, just because you didn't draft him, you drafted him as your three at best. So, um, yeah. yeah, I think that's all we really need to go into there. 
Uh, I think you're waiting on Pickens. Uh, and in the same respect, I think he might be waiting on Claypool. I think I'd be semi-comfortable with a flex role for him this week, but it, just because of the probability of having to air it out. But I want to see what they do with Claypool and Pickens. I don't know what they're going to do. Yeah, I don't have any interest really outside of Deontay or Najee. I think I'm even waiting on Framuth this week, just one week. So That's fine. I mean, I, I, I think you played him as a back-end one anyways, so. Oops. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Uh, afternoon. So, oh, sorry. I think this is a perfect question. Would you play him or Cole Komet? Komet. Just I for think a I'd target play share. Move, but I don't know. I think it's really close. I think you're probably right, but it, it's Warner. close. <laughs> it, it's close. I think Komet's going to struggle a bit against Warner, but I just think the targets are going to be there for him where they won't. Yeah, be but if he gets 10 targets, you know, it doesn't fucking yeah. matter if we struggled. Exactly. Yeah. Because <laughs> three catches for 30 yards and a touchdown is good enough for a top 12 tight end. So, um, yeah. so all right. Afternoon slate, the real games. Um, well, <laughs> one, the. The game of the week, in my opinion, is Raiders versus Chargers. Chargers are three-point home favorites. Randy and I were discussing the lines before the game, and a three-point home favorite is really just a here you go. Like, it's a push. We we don't really know, so we'll give the home team the favorite. Uh, 52.5 point over-under here. No injuries. Start literally everyone. All right, like, outside of your yeah. Josh Palmer uh, – I don't even know who the wide like Mac Hollins. You're not starting Mac Hollins. Yeah, you're not but. starting. I, I think, um, yeah, I, yeah, I think you're playing Josh Jacobs because you at this point are drafting him as your RB three. Um, you're playing Waller. We're not questioning this. You're playing Adams. We're not questioning. I I know he gets JC Jackson. I get it. I don't get it. I think you're playing Renfro. Um, Asante Samuel can't stop him. Yeah, and and I we both love Asante Samuel. There's just no. Yeah. Renfro is better. Not the old guy. Not yeah. Old guy. Asante Samuel still <laughs> might not have been able to. Um, <laughs> True. With that route running. Yeah. Uh, Carr, I think, is very, very startable. This is a shootout. I think you play both quarterbacks without question. Um, yeah. Could be the one Eckler, the Yeah. You're playing Eckler. You're playing Williams. You're playing Allen. Uh, you're not playing Everett, in my opinion. Not yet. Uh, it's, that's a wait and yet. see. Yeah. It's definitely a wait and see. Uh, I don't think you're playing Sony or Joshua Kelly, but it's not a terrible DFS upside play for Sony I'd go with. Yeah, you, you'd think. I, it might take him a week, so See, it might be Kelly this first week. I don't so. think you play either. Um, yeah, yeah. this is going to be a fun game. The only thing that could make it not fun is the Raiders' offensive line. Yeah, which I saw a tweet the other day. Can you name the Raiders offensive line, starting offensive line without Google? And my answer to that was no. And my answer to those questions is normally yes. So that's how you know it's in pretty bad shape. So, yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's okay. It'll be it'll be all right. I think this is still going to be a shootout. Derek Carr thrives under pressure. He does yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean. And this is, you know, return game again for Cleo Mack. And this is going to be fun. This is going to be fun. It will be. That's uh, what I have to say. Start, everyone. I'm intrigued by Josh Palmer. Also, I just want to see a snapshot this week. I'm intrigued, but 
the Raiders secondary is better than people give it credit for. And so, Hobbs, I mean, Hobbs will probably be on Keenan Allen yes. in the slot. So and Rocky Sin will be on Mike Williams. Uh yeah. who Rocky Sin played up to draft capital last year, I'd say. Uh does that mean he can stop Mike Williams? In certain plays, no. Uh, but <laughs> I think he could be there to try to make a play. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. Yeah, start everyone here. Next game, Kansas City Chiefs, three and a half point favorites against the Cardinals. Over-under is 53 and a half, even higher. Uh, no injuries to report on here. Rondale Moore is kind of a question mark, but it looks like he'll be playing in week one. Um, obviously, DeAndre Hopkins is suspended, so you won't be starting him. Uh, Chiefs side, what are you doing with this wide receiver room? Are you starting Juju? Are you starting anyone? I'm one play Juju, but besides that, I'm waiting, which okay. sucks because, uh, like, obviously every week MVS is a DFS play, um, but Juju has been, like, shown to be kind of more of a target hog in this offense, and um, I just don't – I just see a ton of Kelsey. Yes. I see a ton of Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Um just because I, this Cardinals, you know, defense isn't, you know, they're not stifling with a run. I, I think the Chiefs will be able to run on this team easy. So I think you're going to get a good amount of runs here. And then Kelsey dominating. Um, because while they do have the tools to stifle Kelsey, in my opinion, or at least slow him down with Buda Baker and Isaiah Simmons, uh, they have yet to use Isaiah Simmons correctly. So, I want to see it. There's rumors. There's always fucking rumors. But I want to fucking see it, Christian. I saw what you were going to say. I saw yeah. them too. I don't believe it. Uh, I know. I know. <laughs> it's just one of those. I just don't fully believe it. And I think Juju will be more of a chain mover. And we'll see you with the usage of MVS and Sky. Yeah, I like that. On the other side, uh, you're starting James Conner. You're starting Kyler Murray. You're starting Zach Ertz because of where you drafted him. I probably wouldn't be super into that. He's had a really questionable injury that kind of knocked him out of all preseason. I would be hesitant. I think we might see some earlier Trey McBride than before. Who um, did the Chiefs draft at linebacker? Help me. Uh, the kid from Wisconsin that I loved that I can't think of his name right now. Um, Chanel? Chanel. Yeah, Leo Chanel. Yeah, he, he's a run stuuffer. I mean, it really that's why that's like, all they have is run stuffer. Is my point. Uh, I think Ertz could be a good target guy. Uh, Hollywood Brown, I'm playing, no question. One hundred percent. Rondell Moore is a wait and see, but I'm intrigued because there are rumors that he's getting a Christian Kirk role. See, that's the thing. Like Rondo Moore, I think if if I'm sitting there with some of these guys like Brees Hall and J.K. Dobbins, and I just like I don't know if I want, you know. Fuck it, Rondell, go. Like I think that's a better play than the safety valve yeah. with some of these guys. Uh, but he has to be 100% healthy. If he's 80%, I'm not playing him. I need to know he's – I need practices all week. I need – you know, that's the only way I'm playing Rondell. Yeah, for sure. I think this will be a fine game, but I think the Chiefs are on a mission this year, and I think that they pull away late. I, I would also – Yeah, I, I think if if – Hopkins is here. This is a better game. Uh, I'm, I'm, it's more of a toss up, in my opinion. There, well, I think we still have, there's a lot to prove from the Chiefs offense. Oh, yeah, 
For sure. We still have flashes of it in the preseason, but it's... Fairness, there's a lot to prove on the defense. It's kind of revamped. It so. is. It's like a retool uh, in the middle of a, a run of having one of the best quarterbacks ever. Yes. Uh, ne- next game, <laughs> not much to talk about here. Giants versus Titans. Uh, Titans are five and a half point favorites. Over-under is just 43 and a half in this game. Uh, Ster- talk about. <laughs> yeah, so really quickly, Sterling Shepard is good to go. And so we together we we kind of picked a hit pause on uh, a position group or something that we're hitting pause on this week. We've talked about a few of them, but the Giants wide receivers are the first one that I just really need to see what the share looks like because they've got yeah. a very qu- – we've talked about it all offseason, but the way they've constructed this receiver room is – strange so um so it, i i just don't think that i would be interested in playing any of them this week uh, yeah I, they really their top three receivers in my opinion are all three slots and uh then galladay looks like he should have retired uh, which is ridiculous but yeah yeah so it's just all sitting there i think you're playing saquon no matter what i think that's it like, I don't think you're playing Daniel Jones necessarily. You're not playing no. Bellinger, you know, whatever semblance is no. a tight end. Uh, on the opposite side of the ball, uh, <laughs> you're playing Robert Woods. You're playing Derrick Henry. You're probably not playing That's... Tannehill necessarily. Um, Kevin, uh, Trillian Brooks, 200 yards incoming. Christian's a hater. Christian <laughs> usually is a hater. Uh, unfortunately, it's me this week. Uh, <laughs> my lock for sit of the week is Traylon Burks. Um, this is this is along the lines of the wait and see, though. I, I do want to preface that there are so many, you know, this last week and a half of rumors of he's going to be you know, carved out a big role in this offense, and that's what we're going to see. No shit. Um, you draft him in the first round to replace AJ Brown. He's getting a role in this offense. I just don't think he's earned it yet. I don't yeah. know if he's actually earned a full set of playing snaps, unfortunately. So I'm not playing him this week. I think he's somebody you drafted to wait and see anyways. I think you're playing Robert Woods. I don't think you're playing any other receivers, even though I do love Kyle Phillips. Um, I think it's more just a let's see what this looks like. I think they do scheme some touches to Burks. I don't think he's shut out by any means. I don't think this Giants secondary can shut down anyone anyways, Uh, especially after they got rid of Bradbury. So um, I'm definitely – I'm not – Saying that Burks doesn't have a chance to get 10 fantasy points this week, I'm just not fucking playing him. Yeah. I think a realistic expectation is like eight fantasy points. Yeah. That's kind of what I think he'll get this week. He's very touchdown dependent anyway, I think. And I just don't think yeah. he's going to be that just yet. He he will absolutely need a deep shot where he just bodies someone. And I'm yeah. not sure at this point his asthma will let him get that far. <laughs> Yeah, or just his play on the field. He he was just outplayed by his teammates all camp. Yeah. Uh, so just don't don't play him week one. I know the reports are coming through, and I just don't want him to to burn you. And maybe he'll burn us for saying that. I I don't know. I doubt it though. Yeah, I think it would take a touchdown for him to even be listed on some kind of fantasy report after week one. Sure. All right. Uh, next game: Packers one and a half point favorites against the Vikings. Uh, over-under in this game is 48. I am smashing the over in this game, despite the Packers having a really good defense. Um, the one question we have uh, <laughs> of the the injuries is, 
will the tight ends play? So Irv Smith and Bob Tunyon, uh, Robert Tunyon are hoping to play week one, but not locks just yet. Um, that would be a contender for we need more info on this before we make a decision. Uh, Randy, I know you're faced with that. Which of the two would you start? If both, if both are if both are healthy and playing, I think I start Bob Tunyon. Um, well, I think Irv Smith, you know, has more upside, in my opinion, like reception wise and everything. There's so many more question marks on the other side of the ball uh, with the Packers offense with Alan Zard and Dubs and Watson and Watkins and and both running backs. Obviously, are going to be focus point, but we've seen Robert Tunyon be a high value target in this offense before uh, and a higher value target than pretty much everyone else in the receiving game. So even though Lazard has, you know, metrics to back up his end of the year last year, uh, which is people are pushing him up boards for. And while he is clearly the wide receiver one, in my opinion, I think Tunyon maybe doesn't get uh, enormous volume. I think he has touchdown upside. And that's where I think Irv, we start to see what the volume looks like with now four receivers that are speakable, really. Um, with two obviously top options and Osborne being a good third guy. And then Dalvin Cook being a good receiving back as well. Uh, I really want to see what's going on there. And obviously Thielen and Jefferson in their own right have been very active and good in the red zone. And that does limit Irv Smith touches there. I know in the past the Vikings did focus on tight ends in the red zone with like Rudolph, but that was a long time ago, a different coaching staff. So I'm definitely – if I have to pick between the two this week, I'm going to pick Tunyon just to kind of wait and see, unfortunately, with Irv. Yes. Um, on the Packers side, you start Aaron Rodgers no matter what. You start Aaron Jones no matter what. You start A.J. Dillon, I think, no matter what in this game. Yeah. Uh, those are the three locks, I think, from the Packers side, and then that's kind of it. Uh, you kind of just – Yeah. I mean, I mean, you kind of just laid that out that, I mean, there's a lot of question marks there. I think you play Lazard um, because he's – Yeah, yeah. So Lazard's the only one Rodgers has liked apparently and talks about, you know, if he doesn't eat with them and possibly take drugs with them. Um, Rodgers is a weird dude, man. It's weird. Uh, So I I think you play Lazard, though, because he's the wide receiver one in an Aaron Rodgers-led offense. Um, And I think he – he presents, you know, a little bit quick game, deep game, red zone game. You know, there's – I think he could have uh, easily five to six catches, if not much more, because uh, we really have no idea what we're going to see from the rookies. Uh, it is week one, so the corpse of Sammy Watkins could have 75 points uh, before he goes back into slumber and sheds his skin. Um <laughs> Yeah. So I, that's always a question mark, but we'll see. Yeah. Other side, Jefferson and Cook are the only locks, in my opinion. I think you flex Thielen. Yes. I think, I you, think flex you flex him. Thielen. That's also injury report stuff as well. Yeah. You want to see it's, if he's good. Yeah. And here's the other thing the Packers have three really good corners. Jair Alexander will be back on the field and will probably shadow Justin Jefferson. That doesn't matter. Justin Jefferson's going to win against any corner. Uh, that's just the nature of being the best wide receiver in the NFL. One of the best, though. It's he is. 
Yeah, you might you might temper like the upside yes. for Jefferson this week. He's and never going to get you less than ten fantasy points, though. I no. don't think. And that's but that's why I think you play Thielen because if there's a week that I'm, you know, if there's a corner matchup that I'm like, okay, well, shit, maybe. And even if he goes inside, he gets Douglas. If he's on the other side, he doesn't have a. There's Stokes, dude. So no. And, yeah, Stokes on the other side. Thank you. And then Douglas in the slot, but really Douglas yeah. is in the slot. So I think they might kind of flip all those three around, Yeah. which that's why like I'm a little hesitant on Thielen because I don't know if he can even beat Douglas or Stokes at this point. But you've been you've been out on Thielen for three and a half years. Uh, this so, is true. After being super in on them for two, so. yeah, I'm not out on him yet. Um, I, I don't think you play Osborne at all. I don't think you. You're obviously not playing Riker. Um, <laughs> no. You don't roster Rager. If you no. are, drop him. Um, I, he's would, I would rather play Irv than Osborne, okay. um, but it's close. I, I would not. I would play Osborne before. But either way, like I shouldn't be in a position where I have to start Osborne in week one unless no, there are 10 no. injuries this week. So, All right. Uh, Sunday night football. Bucks oh. one-and-a-half-point favorites against the Cowboys. Over-under is 50 injuries on the Cowboys side have been pretty bad. We talked about Tyron Smith. Uh, Michael Gallup is not playing week one. His status changed to out today. There's a chance that he plays week two. His recovery has been very good. I don't think they placed him on the IR, so I think that he has a chance to come in uh, over the next few weeks. James Washington obviously got hurt a long time ago, but he projects to be back here in the next few weeks. Uh, It was an eight-week injury. It happened about four weeks ago. So uh, outside of that – Need more info. My, I need more info on this player before I know what I'm doing with him this week. Chris Godwin is also banged up. Obviously, uh, not 100% just yet, but very close. He sh- he did not have a brace in practice today. There's a chance that he plays week one, so the Bucks trot out uh, Julio Jones and Russell Gage as their wide receiver three and four in this game. Um, what were you going to say? I saw you had something to say. Uh, just followed up with that uh, for start reasons. That's why I played Mike Evans and Leonard Fournette and Tom Brady. Uh, I don't want to play Godwin. I'm not playing Julio. I'm not playing Gage. I do think Godwin plays, and I think they just have a healthy rotation of those three. Uh, with obviously Godwin being much startable down the road here, uh, I think they're going to limit his snaps entirely. Um, yeah. Even if he is full go, this is this would be his first real plays a full go so he's going to be limited regardless because you don't want him to re-injure at all uh and i think you also you know gage was banged up julio is perennially banged up especially with his ankles so um i think you just have a healthy dose of rotation there i think you also have a healthy dose of rotation at the bucks tight end i don't think you know between cameron Brate, kyle rudolph or kate Otten, none of them won the job uh none of them have looked impressive in fairness though brady hasn't been there most of the time so, or at least for a week and a half, and that's, you know, when they would have, you know, seen some playing time with them. So, uh, I think there's a lot to see with everyone besides Mike Evans and Fournette. I think Rashad White is an outside chance to be playable, but I think you wait and see in that regard as well. Fantastic DFS play this week, in my opinion. Just it, Depending on the, the lot, how much money. If he's the he'll minimum. Be, yeah, he'll be the minimum. It's, it'll be out. It's already out, I'm sure. I haven't so, looked. I, I also haven't put money into DraftKings yet. So um, same. 
So that's why it's like, uh, yeah, I think you're playing Fournette and you're playing Mike Evans. Uh, Mike Evans, at worst case, gets Trayvon Diggs, and eh. he's, he's dusting him. He's he's absolutely even if him. even if Diggs plays great Sorry, defense on him and locks him up, uh, Mike Evans can moss him. So it's yeah, true. And Mike uh, Evans would be the lead red zone guy now with Gronk on. Yeah, for sure. Uh, other side of the ball, you're starting Zeke, Dak, yes. Schultz, CD, Pollard. Probably Pollard as well. Pollard, uh, with, yeah. With the wide receiver two position being pretty much non-existent right now. Um, yeah. yeah. Yes, and that's really all I have to – I mean, I think this game is going to be a shootout. Both defenses are good and improved, and there's still questions in the Cowboys' secondary. I think there's questions in the Bucks' secondary, for what's worth. Um, at least CB2, CB3. I, I think that there's a chance that maybe Pollard is able to eat. Maybe CD lines up primarily in the slot, despite being the wide receiver one, and he still feasts. CD's getting peppered with targets, so is Schultz. I don't have yeah, concern about no those two players. The only um, thing with uh, Zeke and Pollard is this still is, you know, the Bucks rush defense. Um, so while they're going to get targeted and they're going to get carries, maybe temper uh, like the 100-plus yards for Zeke, I, I don't think that's going to happen necessarily. Yeah, I think he'll get a touchdown, though, in this game. Probably. That's kind of where I would assume he's – you know, a third at best or a third at worst of his points come from. For sure. All right. Uh, Monday night football is the matchup that everyone will be talking about. Russ is already getting to play uh, the Seattle Seahawks. Broncos are not, not a one o'clock game, bro. I know. Uh, like you're telling me we can't have Packers Vikings Sunday night and Bucks Cowboys Monday night. You're like, you're killing me. It sucks, but hey, Russ has returned home. Uh, Broncos are six and a half point road favorites, which seems like a lot. Also, doesn't seem like a lot for how we feel the two teams are, how you yeah. feel the two teams are, how I feel is different. Um, well, so, <laughs> yeah, so 43 point over under in this game. Uh, injuries Ken Walker, his status is very up in the air, which makes it seem like he won't play a lot. Doubtful is what I would put it at right now. Those yeah. designations will come out in the next day or so, but yeah, yeah, it's worth monitoring because I think Rashad Penny is an easy start this week as your RB two, RB three. Uh, you drafted him as your RB three, hopefully, but if you have to play him, I would feel very confident in it. If the Broncos have one weakness, it's on that interior of their defensive line. Uh, I think that the Seahawks will be able to run the football in this game for what it's worth. Um, Same. You start in DK, you start in Lockett. I don't think I'll start in DK. Or you probably have to play DK in the flex where you drafted him, which sucks. Because he's getting past him. He's getting certain. (laughs) Yeah. And he's getting I think certain's good enough to stop anything short. It's Geno Smith, so it's all it's gonna happen. And uh, I mean if it's a deep threat, DK can beat anyone. You know, plain and simple, but yeah. we'll see how that goes. Lockett, I think he has a good chance of getting open. Um, I think he'll be the main outlet this week, pass heavy. So I think he's definitely playable. Uh, I'm not confident playing Noah Fant. Uh, him and Will Disley still haven't worked out who's going to get more snaps. So 
yeah. just not confident. I'm not confident in it either, and I've been a, a big Noah Fant guy. Noah Fant's better. Like, let's not. It's just it'll, how they want to run this offense. Learn more snaps. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, other side of the ball: Javante, Melvin Gordon, uh, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, Russell Wilson, Alberto. No. Yeah. Yeah. Are you starting? I play. I'm starting everyone. I'm not sure about Gordon. That'd be the only hang up. Um, but that's just depending on, you know, he was drafted as RB, you know, four, five, six for you. Uh, so I'm not sure you have to play him, but that's I think true. he's a decent flex option. Everyone else is easy smash. Uh, yeah. No question. I do find this line being so low a little. It, 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 makes me pause a little bit it makes me pause I, I, there's a chance that alberto is not a startable asset this week i i don't think i would there, start yeah him. there's a very good chance I, I think that's he's again but he was always a back-end one anyways it's just with dolchich on the ir there's no real competition for snaps there and he's also been a little banked up so it's just i, I don't think he has an explosive game by any means like i don't think he's tight end top five this week but think he's playable it ends are weird all right that will do it for our week one preview that was the monday night football game it is an exciting week of football a lot of really good games uh also a lot of snoozers so if you want to take a nap i think there are a few games hey that's why god invented red zone right uh (laughs) that one o'clock slot is gonna need it uh even as browns fans uh i'm gonna probably watch you red zone uh, yeah. That's yeah, I will be as well. Although I, I think I'll definitely watch Baker's first drive just to see how it's going to go. I have two TVs, uh, so we'll figure. It out. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, all right, man. Is there anything else you wanted to add before we get out of here? Um, no, no, I don't think so. Um, yeah, I don't think there's really like huge games uh, for college football. I know Bama versus Texas. I'm not quite sure. How that'll look. I, I do want to get a good look at this Texas offense against an actual team. Uh, but <laughs> I think it's going to be this, pretty tough for Quinn Ewers, man. <laughs> I, I just can't wait to see on Tuesday where they rank Texas because they are facing Bama. I'm assuming probably like 12 just to help them out. Oh, no, um, f- four for sure. They're they were unranked on last week for reference. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, it, there's a chance they put them in the top 10 just so it looks good. Uh, yeah. It is a noon. New kickoff, 11 o'clock kickoff for me. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to be incredible. Yeah. It, there's there's another. So the Kentucky-Florida matchup this week is Will Levis versus Anthony Richardson. I just yeah. want to watch the quarterbacks. That's all I exactly. care about. It seems more fun for us, I think. But it could be a really good game. It could um, be. That was about it. There wasn't, like, huge games in college landscape this week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's usually how it goes. Week one, there's a couple, and then week two and three, it's usually all right. We'll back to playing nobody, yeah. or and then, and then conference really shortly after that. Yeah, so. so we'll see how it goes. Um, but yeah, NFL football Thursday's gonna be a blast. I'm gonna miss part of the first half, uh, depending Fine. on how this. I have training flag football officials. Uh, I'll be from doing six that next to eight week. my time. So. Fun. Yeah. That sucks. Well, I'm hoping that 
8, 8.20 start time for Thursday Night Football. Starts at about 8.50, so I don't miss anything. Uh, but we'll see. Yeah, we will see. All right, that'll do it for this episode of The Cut. Remember, we are still one episode, so no more start sits. Uh, if you missed, if you just skipped to the end to listen to this and you missed kind of what we talked about, a uh, different format this year, I think it's going to be beneficial. I think we're going to go through every game each week, and this will be closer to an hour and a half episode. Um, yeah. Um, it, it's just kind of what I'm thinking. For the most part, we... I I could speak for I think I could speak for both of us. We get a plenty of DMs, tweets, texts um, about start sits, so just continually do that. We yeah. answer. I mean, we got a ton last year on Saturday start sit questions uh, each Sunday. Uh, you know, so I, I think it's more beneficial to do that, in my opinion, than to have a full hour start sit episode where we're kind of, you know, trying to find flex guys that we're pushing to be top ends of the week because you know we already know and, and we're going to still talk about those guys obviously um but I, I do like this format better and we're we're both trying to run pretty massive leagues uh this fall if we're being honest yeah uh, so it's going to be it's beneficial for us to try and stick to the one episode yeah uh, so we'll see and also, I, th- I think hopefully you guys find you get more value from this because before we weren't highlighting every game, and I think this will give you yeah. a more clear picture of what to do with your fantasy lineups. Yeah, and it, I, I think the Monday episodes were more of a over over recapping in the old yeah. format when it didn't need to be. And, and, you know, starting next week, we're going to have to talk about waiver wire in this as well. So there is going to be some cut down on the list of talk for each game necessarily, but we're going to cover all the fantasy relevant people and will we start them as always. For sure. All right. That will do it. We will be back next Monday. Good luck in your week one fantasy matchups. Go get some dubs. Hopefully we're able to help you out. And like Randy said, if you guys have start sick questions, feel free to uh, mention us on Twitter at us at C Williams NFL or at our hall NFL uh, you can DM us, whatever you want to do. We will be there to help. Um, I guess and whatever, all the polls that you're going to put out, uh, we that happens probably more frequently than anything else. We get like 10 of those on Saturday and Sunday, and I vote yeah. on every single one. So, Yeah, for sure. Sounds good. All right, we will be back. Good luck once again. Uh, we'll be back next Monday around the same time. For Randy Hall, I'm Christian Williams. We'll talk to you guys then. Later. Later.